start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front drawers, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Welcome to, <laughs> you're an idiot, to installment 113 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Nick and Tom are sitting in the studio with us. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me tonight. And before we hit record, um, we were talking about the White Cat Palooza. We're already planning it. It's From now on, mark your calendars the rest of your life. Last weekend in July. Last Saturday, Sunday in July. We're Didn't partying. we say it was invite only? Yeah, yeah, we're but, inviting the listeners. Yeah, but... Oh, okay. So if you're a listener, just be ready for that, and then if you get the invite, cool. If not, well, you don't know where it is, so you can't come. This is true. Yeah. But that's when it is. It's going to be... It, it keeps getting bigger. It, it was big last year. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I ordered... Uh, I think the first year I ordered 50 koozies, and I had plenty extra. I, for whatever reason, decided to go up to... Uh, 75 this year they were gone about 10 seconds yeah they were gone almost immediately i was like whoa it's probably 200 people not all at one time that but circulated yeah. through yeah mm-hmm. i would agree so i don't yeah it we had just enough food every pretty much all the food was gone by i would say one in the morning yeah besides the corn i had corn going all <laughs> i didn't even long. get started cooking till after one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was a hit we went through almost 10 dozen ears of corn that was great that was in, yeah. I still, out at the bars, get people asking about my corn. Like, oh boy. Still, you know, half a year later. It was All a age. So, apparently I, I cooked the best corn in the county. How about that? So. So beyond the party, what are we talking about tonight? Well, you know, we're kind of snowed in right now. It's we are way snowed in. A little we're, housekeeping, if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll sweep the floors. We'll keep the house. <laughs> uh, I mean, for starters, I went... I'm uh, on my weekend, actually. This is Saturday afternoon or evening for me. Um, so I took a little stroll with Hank, you know, the hound hound or the, the, uh, the horn hound. Horn hound. I, was, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch on. I think so. <laughs> Every time you post a picture of Hank. Hank the horn hound. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. Uh, him and I took a little stroll today, about uh, a mile and a half-ish. It's like 1.72 miles. Kind of a miles. slow day. Found a dozen sheds. Yeah, yeah, something like that. No, I uh, found one run-down shed in the woods. That was about it. But those weren't the sheds we were after. How um, did you find a shed? I'm just kidding. I'm just a run-down shed. I, I know oh, what shed you're talking about. I thought, like a dilapidated shed. I thought you were talking about like a chewed-up old no, shed. but like, yeah, a, like I, a dilapidated yes, structure. Yes, okay. I'm uh, an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, but anyways, you know, I Hank's he's a low-hanging fruit kind of guy. Um, Real short. Yeah, it doesn't have much room between the ground and his undercarriage. So he doesn't really like deep snow. But we're walking, you know, and we get, you know, this deer track crossing into the timber. And Hank put his nose right on the track and started going into the woods. Quickly 
regretted it. Um, <laughs> like he was putting his nose in every individual track and would just bust through the snow, hit his face. He just kept going and he got like pretty far in there. And then I could tell he wanted to turn back. So he turned back and started heading right in. But then like he would cross a new track and would like get, ah, I gotta go. yeah, I got to go smell this out a little bit. So we kept doing that for an hour or so. Finally, he was like, okay, I've had enough fun. Got back to the trail and headed back home as fast as he could. Uh, we were walking on like a snowmobile trail, so it was like pretty well packed Easy down. walking. Yeah, but I was shocked. I mean, it was like 50 degrees today, but there's mm-hmm. just so much snow. Most of the snow in the woods was knee deep on me still. Yeah, when I went and checked cameras the other day, I was well over my knees. And it's packed down a little bit. We've had a couple warm days since then, so it's not quite over my knees now. It's just under my knees, but it's still. Me. Yeah, it's it's deep. It's tough water, and it's Oscar Mayer snow out there. Since we've had that warm weather, it's wet, heavy, crappy snow, and it's that really good snow with like you get like an inch of crust on the top. You just glide, break through that, and then down into the. You feel like you're gonna be all right, and then you fall through. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Like we were saying, it's good snowshoeing snow. Yeah, speaking of yeah, Tom, you were out pulling cameras actually, and I didn't realize you broke out the snowshoes. Oh, I wouldn't have done it without snowshoes um i i did take a probably like a 50 yard walk without the snowshoes <laughs> just so i could see the difference and boy they made a heck of a difference when i went and checked the other day i was walking across a field so it was really deep and i was like i ah, as soon as i get into the wood line it'll probably thin out a little bit and it didn't thin out much so i checked two of the eight cameras that i had out and i was like okay this is enough i'm going to come back another day when it's a little easier walking did you have snowshoes no i was walking just just with my uh my rubber boots and i don't even own a pair of snowshoes i'd look into a pair say, we, i should we got them for christmas jeez like 10 years ago or so long yeah time. i'm surprised they still fit you oh they're adjustable buddy i, I know but like when you buy them from a, for a child you know, they don't always exactly transfer to adult size, especially your 13 double wides. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. So I think Sunday. Um, you know, I just want to interrupt you. You know what makes me mad when people like, you know, how people go skiing like, you know, that's, like that's cross thing. country skiing. Yeah. Talking? People okay. like will talk like, oh, I'm going snowshoeing. I hate when people say that. Like, walk. no, you're going for a walk and you're wearing snowshoes. You're not going. Yeah. Sn- you're not like. I really hope we get yeah, enough snow so I can go snowshoeing. Like, no, you don't you have don't, that I mean, mindset. Mm. Who don't act like that's a thing. I, I'm sure it is, though. I mean, because people people go say cross, it, but people go cross country skiing and they yeah, go which is skiing. totally different. That's not the same. Yeah, but skiing is not the same as snowshoeing. You can't cross country ski in the middle of July in Pennsylvania, so you wait for winter to use that sort of thing. And I have a feeling there are some individuals out there that wait for winter to snowshoe. They don't wait for it. They just need to use them in certain circumstances. Mm. I mean, people I, look forward to skiing. People aren't like, I really hope it's really shitty to walk through the snow so I have to use snowshoes. Uh, I mean, agree to disagree. I don't know. I don't know. I tell you what. You're on my side? Have you ever gone snowshoeing? <laughs> I will never go snowshoe. I'm, very, I may thin, walk with snowshoes. Called a thin pancake. <laughs> called a, called a thin pancake. <laughs> um, no, I would. I would never Tell be us about like your experience. Man, I really want to break my snowshoes out. But if the weather right, no one says that. But if the weather's shitty enough to where I need my snowshoes, I'm gonna sure be glad. I I'm have not them. saying you're not thankful for them. 
I'm just saying you're not like, ah, come on. Come on. Snowshoes. <laughs> Give me two feet of snow. <laughs> come on. No. Um, no, I definitely, if if I could check cameras in Did the you winter. you like Yukon Jack out there? Like, no. No? <laughs> I probably would. Did you have like a bomber hat on and everything? No, because snowshoeing, believe it or not, is a workout. Even though. People you, do it for fun all the time. Yeah. So I had a ball cap and a thin jacket because you work up a sweat. A jacket, mm -hmm. sh if you will. Yes. Shirt, jacket. But if if you don't have the snowshoes, it I I wouldn't have done it. I would not have checked cameras that day. Yeah. You would have went on your fifty yard walk and said, "Okay, back to the house we go." Exactly. <laughs> but checked cameras Sunday here in PA and in Pennsylvania. Um, you're allowed to feed the deer uh, when it's not in deer season. So, and. I did it for years. Um, in the winter time, I'd put corn out, and I recently learned that corn is not the best thing to be feeding deer. It's actually Scott that kind of turned us onto this theory. Yeah, the it's the, corn's not the best thing you want to be feeding deer in the heart of winter. And it's kind of like a Snickers pop, bar. Yeah, or Snick, Yeah, pretty much. I was going to say popcorn. It, but. Quick energy, but it's not going to. Hold them sustain over. them for a long period of time so i guess in the winter time corn is a great attractant deer are going to eat the corn yeah you're going to get pictures on your camera but it's not going to give them the nutritional value that they need to help them through the, a hard winter yeah and what a lot of people recommend is soybeans or alfalfa hmm. and alfalfa is actually like in saskatchewan when people are hunting you can bait deer and if you know anything about Saskatchewan, it's like minus 20 mm -hmm. and they For get half the year. <laughs> a lot of snow. And that's how they feed the deer up there is with alfalfa bales. Hmm. So on our way out to the farm, we stopped at Tractor Supply. How convenient is that? Right? Oh, God. You can't beat it. Stopped at Tractor Supply, got a 50-pound bundle of alfalfa cubes and some— How big are the cubes? Uh, Tom said they're like little miniature bales. Like how hand, many? Like, hand, like, like handheld bales, inch okay. by two inches okay. by inch. Okay. So not not very big. It's like I mean, a thing of plug tobacco. Yeah, you could you okay. could get a handful of them in your hand. Like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> that's seven, about seven. the definition of a handful. <laughs> about a handful of them, huh? Seven it fits or eight. right in your hand. You wonder where they come up with these words. <laughs> seven or eight of them right in your hand. Um, well, a big forty pound bag and a bunch of different minerals and stuff like that. Um, Put those out there for the deer. S grabbed all of our cameras and uh, got home, checked them out. And I tell you what, they were hot until about January 10th when we got we got hammered all the snow. Um, and it stuck. We did not have a thaw in January. Normally no. we have a, you know some 50, 70 degree days. We usually have like one 70 degree day in January, and we yeah. did not get that. It was. Yeah, you know, the warmest it got was 30 degrees. Yeah. No snow melted. And there it just was a kept... long stretch where it was low teens yeah. for like two, three weeks. It and was just... even last week, it was single digits, zero. Yeah. yeah. So we got snow, and it just kept piling up. And we didn't have much before the new year. Like in December, we no. had a little here no, and there. We like... did not plow the driveway until after the new year. Literally, yeah. we, had, like, it was, we had nothing. I, ended up, I got my teeth pulled, um, and then I worked – 
nonstop for like three weeks. Like as soon as <laughs> like, I got them pulled, went back to work two days later and just didn't stop working for mm-hmm. two weeks or three weeks. I mean, um, a lot of 12 hour days and stuff because the snow just kept coming. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've just had it stack up like this, but we're going to get a good thaw here. So that I'm yeah. I'm betting camera activity is really going to pick up here in the next few days after this big rainstorm. We're supposed to get like two inches of rain, so yeah. Yeah. a I, lot I, of the snow is going to melt. I pulled all the cameras. I don't know if it was a good idea or not, but you know, the way I look at it is I'm kind of old school. Um, if they don't have antlers on their head, I don't really care to get a picture of them. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> I think if you're trying to pattern deer, that's probably not the best well, way to you, go if, about it. If you're a shed hunter, you can watch him. Like you get this deer all the time, and he just dropped one side, and he showed up on camera. Like, okay, where might I be able to find this shed? So it could help in that aspect. Yeah, but you said you're not. Scott's a big... found sheds just by because he's got so many cameras. Mm-hmm. He's had a picture in one day where it's like on this camera, he's got both sheds. Then on this you camera, mean antlers. or antlers, sorry. They're not sheds, they're not sheds at sheds that point. They fall off. Um, and then they're back to antlers when he picks them back up in the spring. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, then he would have them on another camera missing an antler. So mm-hmm. he knew, okay, that there's a trail between those two cameras. It has to be on there. He'd go out and find it that day. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah so. I'm not a big shed hunting guy. So oh, maybe... Maybe I'll get into it. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I just pulled all my cameras. I just Maybe like leaving my cameras the, out. Just do to, you think you'd do it more um, with snowshoes? If you, you went snowshoeing? Yeah. Snowshoeing for sheds rather than walking for sheds? Uh, no. Because <laughs> if there's snow enough shoes, snow shed, on the ground. Seasons. Try and say that three times fast. <laughs> if there's enough snow on the ground to where you need snowshoes, uh, a lot of the sheds probably are under the snow. Fact. That's, yeah. So... I'm sure I walked over hundreds today. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> they were everywhere. Uh, so that was, yeah. I mean, we got some year-and-a-half-old bucks and some two-and-a-half-year-old bucks that I know made it through the season. Um, did you have any shed bucks on camera? Not that I could clearly no. tell any was a shed buck. Any of our big boys come through? No, I did not get a buck, in my judgment, over two-and-a-half years old really? on camera. But like I said, after January 10th, when the cameras dead. were dead, um, which well, I mean, and you I, mean said I don't think through. Yeah, what was and the traffic like in the woods? In the woods, there was a lot of traffic um, along creek bottoms where you know Water, there's not as much snow. Snow is naturally lower, yeah. Um, and then in the heavy bedding areas, like in all the treetops, there was beds and tracks, mm-hmm. and that's what I found when I went out checking cameras the couple that i made it to like i had the two cameras that i went to and checked they weren't in like they weren't in bedding areas you know so there wasn't a lot of traffic because of all the snow but as i was walking from camera to camera i noticed there were some really really heavy traffic areas where they were bedding and stuff so i did move a couple of the you know the two cameras that i checked i moved them to those areas that i was seeing because i figured the snow was going to be around a while so i'm sure the next check will yield plenty of pictures and hopefully some promising things yeah and the the camera i thought was going to be the hottest actually had the fewest amount of pictures we have it uh uh radish turnip brassica food plot 
um, that I figured the deer would be hammering. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just too much snow mm-hmm. that it's not, they burn too much energy trying Digging to dig to down it. to the bottom than they actually get. So there, there was not a track in that food plot, which mm-hmm. I, was, I was shocked. I figured it was going to be all tore up. Yeah. But where I saw it was most tore up was in the woods where there was a little bit less snow and they were eating the acorns. They were digging through the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we're fortunate with that property. It's very rich with acorns, so keep them. Were they, did you see a lot of browse getting chewed on? Or no, well, there's any? really not I mean, a... I guess not browse, but like, I guess like saplings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of saplings had... Chew marks and... Yeah. Um, our apple trees, any low-hanging branch was chewed off. Um, but then yesterday, I was up in Climber... Um, at the White Gat headquarters, pulled all the cameras up there, and we actually had... How many cameras did you have up there? Four. Um, and there was way more snow up there than we had here. Mm-hmm. So, where was the traffic at? Because I, I haven't even talked to you about this. Where, where, was, where were you seeing? Was there still one over by my area? Yeah. The cameras? Yeah. There was one in your food plot, uh, one in the corner of the what was the mode oats food plot Mm -hmm. in the big field at the jog there yeah there was one in the gas well and then one in nick's foundation food plot so what what those cameras look like because i didn't get to see them pictures either uh bunch of dough um they were active even though about january 10th same same, thing same story yeah very active bunch of dough um, some small year and a half old, two and a half year old bucks, a uh, bunch of turkeys. Any of our bigger boys show up, so all no. of them gone. Hmm. Hmm. But I, I think with that property and the property um, here in PA, is there standing corn on other pieces on around pieces us. right next to us? So yeah, I think that's easy. Easy. I picking. think a lot of the deer are bedding right by that standing corn. Yeah, they going take- to and from their bed. To the corn, back to their bed. To the corn, back to their bed. Mm-hmm. Any um, bear or fish or anything like that on camera? Fox. A lot fox. of fox. We actually got gray fox back oh, yeah. home. That's exciting. See, see, that, that upsets me when there's gray fox. I love gray fox. They are the most beautiful animal, in my opinion. I think they are gorgeous. And when I hear about one around, because we don't have very many, when I hear about one, I'm like, oh, I really want to catch it so I can have it. But then I'm like, well, if I kill it, not really helping this problem of having no gray fox so it's i've a... only seen one in person it was up in new york up at our big farm mm-hmm. um hunting up there that's it actually i'll get your opinion and your dad's opinion some people might think i'm crazy because um, it's a black and white picture but i've seen plenty of black and white <laughs> pictures of red fox i see a lot of gray deer at night <laughs> i've seen a lot of black and white pictures of red fox and this is not a red like and a they're bit, smaller they're, they're, they're smaller and their face looks um, to me anyway has a bit different configuration to it so yeah after this episode i'll get you guys get a second opinions. opinion yeah but i'm like 90 percent sure and my dad was like yeah that's not a red fox mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i'll see what you guys think so there's one i see a red fox almost every time i hunt at the headquarters mm-hmm. oh god they're everywhere mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know if it's just one that really works that property hard and <laughs> goes in front of every single camera or if they're I don't, I don't know i remember that one time we tom and i mowed pretty pretty early 
in the morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, about 1, 2 a.m. <laughs> by, I think, like, it was not even an hour after we finished that fox. I remember that because we were, we were laughing about the time <laughs> that you guys were mowing. And it, I think in the one picture, you can see the tractor. Oh, it, yeah. While we were doing, because we did the one lower field. And then came up into the bigger field. And you can see the headlights. You can see the headlights of the tractor. Middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like to run our headlights even in daytime. <laughs> but uh, Oh, that was fun. God, hey, sometimes, you know, there's just not, you know, people say. Not enough not, time in the day. Yeah, they say there's not enough time in the day. And that's because some people waste it by sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an extra eight hours that you could be getting work done. Uh, and you sometimes you got to utilize it. So. Sometimes. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm glad we did mow that night or morning, whatever you want to call it, because it took a lot longer than I would have expected. Yeah. It was, uh, sheesh, it was tall <laughs> and thick. It was probably like three feet tall and super thick. Yeah, even with a brush hog, it, it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, had, we, it we went two passes. passes. We basically went like <laughs> higher up over everything, dropped her all the way down second time. Yeah. Not to interrupt the mowing talk, but back on the fox thing i've heard i don't know if there's any truth to this because i've never been in an area where there's a lot of gray fox i've heard that when you have a good gray fox population your red fox population is not as good and if you have a lot of red fox you have fewer gray fox and i've seen that in our area we have a lot of gray fox and or sorry a lot of red fox and no gray fox but i don't know the contrary i i've also heard that like gray fox if you have they don't travel much so if you only have one or two in your area, it's very unlikely that they're going to find a mate and breed and make more. Well, so I, I got a picture of two standing side by side. Yeah. that's So we'll, we'll analyze. If they are Ray Fox. Yeah. I don't know. Uncle Frank, he's sitting right here. Do you think you could tell the difference between a red and a gray in a black and white photo? Absolutely. Okay. 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 We'll so figure that out. If you couldn't hear that, he said absolutely. Um, I thought so, too. But I tried telling other people, and they're like, you're an idiot. I'm like. I just like go snowshoe. I like to just make fun of you on it because, like, it's a black and white photo. Of course, it's gonna look gray, but <laughs> I, I, I do get that it's a different. Structure. It's a different. What species. kind of camera do you have? Or was it night? Okay, it's it's a yeah, nighttime night photo. Time photo. Um, so, what are you do doing? You know, do well, red and gray. Will they ever mate? Or no, I don't think so. Dad's shaking his head no. So there, there you have it. Yeah, he's the fox expert. <laughs> um. Yeah, it would be interesting to see because it's, it's weird. That climber property, um, the headquarters, really is pretty diverse. Like, we get a lot of – Everything. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's bear, fisher, turkey. Coyotes. Coyote. I mean, there's a ton of coyotes. And now apparently we got gray fox. Um, no, the gray no, fox the gray was fox in PA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that was a PA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, – Sandhill I mean, cranes. Yeah, sandhill cranes. Yeah, that was insane when we had the <laughs> sandhill cranes on that's camera. Probably, that's got to be in my top – Probably top five pictures we got this year was Sandhill Cranes. That's top up- five pictures all the time. That's a cool freaking picture. It was like, yeah, perfect. Because uh, we the- do not live in Sandhill Crane area. No. <laughs> we did catch a cool photo one time. I had a box trap out. I was trapping raccoons, um, and I was using coroner's bait. And I just, for the heck of it, decided to put a camera on my box trap. Well, a squirrel decided he was going to go in and get some of the corn caught the squirrel in the box trap and got a picture of a red-tailed hawk 
sitting on top of the box trap. Just wait. Yeah, trying to figure out <laughs> how do I get you. There's a free meal in there, and I can't get you. So that was a pretty cool photo. Uh, squirrel was released. No harm to the squirrel. Uncle John got a photo of a coyote peeing on a salt block one time. That was pretty cool. Like squatting over it. Really? Yeah, like a female coyote just squatting onto a salt block. I've never had it on a salt block, but we put like minerals out on you know around and they will i've had a lot of fox go to those mineral sites and squat and piss on mineral sites so it it wasn't a block but yeah hmm. interesting get all sorts of game pictures yeah that's another thing i love about cameras you just see cool shit yeah not even even if it's not a deer you want to shoot you just it's cool stuff yeah overall good camera pull uh learned a little something so yeah Tom, before we uh, started or hit record, you were talking shark attacks. Yeah, um, I, you, Nick told you to shut up. What it, You said it was New Zealand or Australia? Australia. There I was, feel like this is just a dumb story, but I would love no, to hear it. No, it's legit. No, it was the first fatal shark attack since like 1963. Great white. Yeah. Great white shark attack. Yeah. In that country or in the world? Off that beach. No, I'm sure there's been more fatal shark attacks. Oh, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) No, in that area. I mean, Jaws was in 1975, and he got a bunch of them. Yeah. No, in that area. Talk about great white, Chief. (laughs) It was like a 15-footer. Yeah, giant great white. Hmm. That's wild. Um, Is that the the end of the story? Yeah, I I saw an article on it today. I'm like, that's crazy. You you don't hear a lot of great great white attacks. Um, yeah, there's nothing. What was the, you gave some dates out like real quick, but we were kind of talking over each other. How long has it been? Like, did they go clean record? I believe record? it was like since 1963. That's crazy. And you'd be starting to think, okay, these waters are pretty darn safe. I'm sure there were other shark attacks in that span of time, just not from a great white. Was no, there any was, stats on that? No, there was other shark Can you stat this? that? No, if you were listening, this was the f- the first fatal shark attack. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the 60. first fatal from a great white. No, no. Okay. I threw out the fact that there was it was a great white. So you just threw me off for no reason. Yeah. Okay, Tom, I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's just a wild story. In other news. <laughs> In other news, there's that UFC fighter that tried to scalp himself against the cage. I don't know if you guys saw that. He tried to, or it was an accident? Well, I'm sure it was an accident, but... There was the cage. We're just covering everything. Yeah, there was, I don't know if it was a cage He's malfunction. He's trying to get outside the cage. There was a barb on the cage. He Oof. got shoved in, and oh god, it's yeah. Look up the pictures on Google. It's rough. So he, was that fight a no contest, or did he keep fighting, or what I'm, happened? There? I there's no way. I didn't watch the fight. <laughs> I just saw the headlines on MSN. Um, there's absolutely no way he could continue. Really? Oh god, was that bad? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can see skull. It. It's nasty. That's not uh, check it out. Yeah, That's right after really. we look at the gray fox pictures, I'll take a look at yeah. that guy. That's wild. I guess while we're talking UFC, Derek Lewis got knocked, knocked out. out hard. Yeah, he did. He did. It was a good fight. I didn't watch it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I guess, guess uh, 113 <laughs> episodes in, we just cover it all. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah getting into sports now. Could you imagine just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just transition from an outdoors podcast. To, we're just talking football from now on, baseball. I couldn't do it. Pitchers and catchers that. were supposed to report the other day, but they're locked out. Uh, Na- Nationals offered Juan Soto a contract. Oh, really? Yeah. A, a huge one, too. Hmm. 13 years, 
350 million. That's, Turned it down. He said no. He said no. I ain't playing for peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's that what he said. No. I don't think that's that's what, what my dad said. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, does he just want to stay where he is? or No, he plays there. He plays there. They're trying to renew a contract. For the, he play, Juan Soto plays for the Mets? Nationals. The Nationals. Oh, I thought you said the Mets. No. Okay, I was like. No, Nationals, where uh, yeah, he's I, currently yes. offered him okay. a new contract. For 13 See, that's years. why I was confused. I was like, I don't think he plays for the Mets. No, okay. he plays for the Nationals. Okay, yes, that's what. Yeah, that was in my mind. Okay. Yeah. How much again was it? Thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million. Three hundred and fifty million. What? It's that's like not near as much as Mike Trout. Twenty-nine so. million a year. And they what play like what ninety-two games? One hundred sixty-two. <laughs> I was almost there. He said we could do the quick math on that. That's like a lot of money per game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple that's very bucks. quick math. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, obviously he's got some beef. With the Nationals, Apparently. if you're turning down a contract like that. Yeah, my guess is it's not about money at that point. There's got to be something, something going, on going on in the locker room or with the coaching that's saying, I don't want to play for you anymore. Because <laughs> I can't – like Tom and I were talking about – there's not too many jobs I wouldn't do that <laughs> for that kind of money for, for 13 $350 million, years. I would do a lot of stuff. Which I said, there's not many jobs I wouldn't handle. You know, Mike Rowe could put me wherever he and wants. And it's only for 10 years. 13. 13. 13. Whatever. Well, that changes everything. Yeah, I'm out now. <laughs> yeah, Those years. last three years are going to kill me. I'd be 37 and retired. Yeah. Way into that. Yeah, I don't see – I don't know. I guess once you see that kind of money, it's not worth as much. But from sitting at this table, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's tax season, so I know exactly how much money we made this year, and I would take $350 million right now. I'd sign that contract. We'd still be doing the podcast. It might just be in a – a little bit like, nicer studio. <laughs> like some, like, glass-top studio. <laughs> High in the city. Yeah. No, I would be. No, I wouldn't want that either, but. Anyway. In Trump Tower. <laughs> <laughs> right. Episode 200 live from Trump Tower. That'd be wild. I, I guess that's we, about we, it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, why don't, we the, why don't we stop this? We've just, gone way off the rails. Uh, Tom, Tom's even took the headset off. He's, he's just done. Got, Tom's signaling that it is over. Um, so I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, if you stayed this long, um, you don't have to watch the news tonight because we covered all ESPN and MSN. Um, so you can turn this off and make sure just to get outside now.